Welcome back to the Made to Homeschool podcast. I'm Brandon. My wife, Brigitte, and I are the founders of Made to Homeschool. And these next three episodes are a conversation with our friend Christina from Rooted Home Life. Christina is a mom, a homeschooler, former public school teacher, and I guess self-professed semi-unschooling nature schooler. And she comes with a really different perspective from a lot of our other team members over at Made to Homeschool. This conversation went all over the place in like the best possible ways. I learned a lot more about who she was, what motivates her, her homeschool journey that I think a lot of you may actually be able to identify with. And I think you'll all be encouraged and challenged by it. Let's jump into it. Christina, thank you so much for making time to be here today for this podcast. Thank you for having me, Brandon. I've been excited to get to chat with you. I know, and I, I appreciate it, by the way, too, that when we first launched the podcast, you were one of the first people to say, yes, I want to do it. And then, like, my life got turned upside down, and we are like, moving and stuff. And I was happened to have some time, and you were gracious enough to make it today, so I really appreciate it. And I'm excited for folks to learn a lot from you. I think that you bring a perspective that is really different from a lot of the guests we've had before. So... I'm looking forward to what you're going to say. I know some things I want to dig into, but I always like to start these with the first really basic question. Christina, how did your homeschool journey begin? What happened to get you to the family life you have today, homeschooling? Tell us about that journey. It's pretty wild, but might be similar to others. And it's kind of long. So it definitely started during COVID. I feel like there is a lot of COVID homeschoolers and I don't really like to be bunched in because it makes me feel like it's, you know, like not real, right? Like, oh, they're the COVID homeschoolers. But anyways, it was during COVID and I was teaching and my kids were all in school. Well, my older, my older two, actually, my daughter was in like a two hour a day pre-K. So she was 10. And so when everything shut down, The kids were online. We all know the drill, right? Like the kids were online. The teachers were online. So we were all home and I was teaching from home and they were trying to do school from home and it was a mess. And like, we all know that's not reflective of homeschooling and it's not even reflective of online learning necessarily. It was like crisis schooling, but right away I was like, even if this was done really well, I don't like it. Like, I don't want my kids on screens. I never was a huge screen person, did not love screens, always struggled with it, with how much I wanted my kids on them. It's definitely a thing for me. Um, And I was like, so we're just going to, we're going to have these kids on the computer all day, like every day, and even just on and off all day. Like, I I don't think I want to do this. And so, you know, through talking with my husband and us trying to figure out what was going on with the world, but then also what it was going to look like for me with teaching and for my kids with school and all of that stuff, he was just like, why don't you just homeschool them? I was like, what? This was Seth's idea. Yeah. So, oh. But it's so funny because sometimes I forget that. Like, it's interesting talking about this because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I kind of forgot some of this. Yeah. He's very like that. Like, he just throws wild things out there. And sometimes it really annoys me. And I'm looking at him like, are you serious? He's like, what? I'm just throwing it out there. And I'm like, can you not do that? Like, certain things I'm like... Can you not? Because I'm like the safe, like, let's think through everything. Let's weigh the pros and cons. Very indecisive. He's like, he just knows, like, he just knows. 
And I'll ask him like three or to five more times that day. And he's like, I mean, I could tell you the same answer again. Like I haven't changed my mind. I'm like, okay. So I like, that's ridiculous. I don't think we can do that. Like I didn't know anyone that homeschooled. Like he definitely grew up in a more Christian community in a lot of ways than I did. Like he's a pastor's kid. He was not homeschooled, but they were in like a very small private school. His mom taught there. So it was like a different, I was public schooled my whole life. I grew up in the inner city. I taught in the inner city. So it's very different. Um, so wait, go back. You've got the kids at home. And I remember this, by the way, because my son was just starting kindergarten mm-hmm. when, you know, lockdown happened. Everybody's out of schools. They're coming back at the beginning of the year. He's in kindergarten. And they're like, all right, everybody, we're going to have your kindergartner on a Chromebook. And this teacher is going to be in a classroom in front of a webcam trying to teach. And there's you know, 12, 15 kids who will not understand what's happening. And I'm over here help, trying to help my son while trying to work from home and losing my mind. At the time, we weren't really plugged into the homeschool community. And so I was like, oh my gosh, they've got to get back in the classroom. Seth jumped the gun. He went right ahead to let's homeschool. And you were like, I'm sorry, what? And so like you process, you ask him if he's serious. How'd you go from this idea to like being the person who's doing it? So what was so crazy about it, like, as I'm thinking back is every day we didn't know what to expect, right? Like all of us were like, how long are we doing this for? Like, is there going to be school in the fall? Are Mm -hmm. they going to be in person? If they do go in person, could it shut down again? Like we had no idea. And the one thing that he said that really stuck to stuck with me was like, if we choose this, no matter what happens, it doesn't change anything for us. Like we have the stability of Like if we choose homeschooling, no matter what happens in the world and no matter what happens with school, whether they start school, whether they have to wear masks, whether they get shut down and have to be like back and forth and whatever else is like, if we choose now, so make sure we wait and see what happens. Like, let's wait and see. Because if we try it and we hate it, we can always homeschool. That was like my idea. Like, let's start the year off, see how things are going. If we don't like it, then we pull them, we homeschool. Like we have that option. I like that we have that option. And he was kind of like, well, why don't we just decide it now? And then it doesn't matter. It's decided. You can know like this is what we're doing. And I was like, gosh, that makes so much sense, doesn't it? And I was like, oh, but there was also the element of like me not knowing what things were going to look like for me with my job. Because you were teaching, right? Yes. What grade were you teaching? Grade English. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, that was interesting in and of itself. You weren't in school, but, but once I knew for sure that I like, I was teaching from home, so I didn't have to go in. And so it was totally the Lord, like every step of the way, when I look back, I'm like, wow, God, it's crazy how you did that. And I had no idea you were doing it. Right. They gave me my schedule. I had a two hour block in the middle of my day free, which would have driven most people crazy because it means that like you're teaching for this really long block going from class to class on your computer with no break. So then I have both of my preps and my lunch were backed up to each other, where actually it was more than two hours because I had two full hours with them in the middle of the day. And I had like a little bit of wiggle room on either side. So it must've been like two hours and 15 minutes or whatever it was. And I was like, well, I'm like, that could actually work really well because I'm home. So there's no commute. So I'm home until I have to get on. And then I have this huge block and then I have a few more hours of teaching and then I'm still home. So it actually worked out really, really well because my husband was home too. So when I had to like go in my room and shut my door and teach, 
he was with them and they weren't really doing much academics then anyway. He was more like the events coordinator, I was used to say. Like he's like the fun, like do things with them guy. And I'm like, great, we need to do our work. So yeah, so it worked really well and we fell in love with it really quick. Like it was, it was really beautiful. We had a really, really beautiful experience because like it was still COVID. And so we would, before I knew that like nature schooling was a thing and it was like, a trendy aspect of like the way some people homeschool. There were only so many places to go at that time. So we would go out in nature. We would go up to like the top of a mountain and like lay out a picnic blanket because sometimes we would do that. Like I would be, I was high school. So I'd be done teaching at 2 PM every day. And we would just go and just do our own thing. Whereas when I was teaching in the classroom, I was there for minimum, minimum an hour after I was done. But really like there were days I was there three hours after having to do all the things that there's literally no time for during the day when you're teaching, which is a whole other issue with the educational system, but I won't, I won't dig into that right now. So yeah, it threw me for a loop because then I had to go back in. Mm. So then things changed all like changed again. And I was like, what are we going to do? Like if I have to, I was like devastated that I had to go back in person because I think I wasn't, even allowing myself to realize that reality was like somewhere in the future. Okay. That eventually I was going to have to go back. And so when it really happened, it was so weird. It was like at the end of the school year, there were like two months left, months of the school year. And we had to go back in. And I was like, the kids actually had a choice whether they wanted to finish out online. It was really strange. I don't know if this was the same everywhere, but like the students had an opportunity to stay online or to come in person but the teachers obviously needed to be there. So what we ended up doing, we were able to keep our schedules in a way, my husband and I, where when I came home from work, I would teach them. And so it was almost like if you're familiar with a flipped classroom where the kids do like, you know, the stuff that you would typically do in the classroom, they would do for homework and then like vice versa sort of thing. So similar to that, except so instead of me teaching them and then they would do their work the rest of the day, like their independent aspect, I would teach them after I got out of work and then all of their independent stuff would be while I was at work the next day. And so we would kind of do it that way and it worked. I don't know. How long did you go on like that? Right. I don't know because it was a long day for me. It was a long day, but it was what I looked forward to. That was the ironic part. I was tired. We did a lot of couch schooling. I also, when we, for when COVID hit, I had a one and a half month old. There's also that. Yes. So actually I was on maternity leave. That was the other part. You're okay. So you're on maternity leave during COVID figuring yeah. out how to homeschool. Okay. And then you go back to work. Schools are open back up. Teachers have to be in class. They're still trying to figure out, do we want all the students here? Do we not want them all that? Do we let them stay home? But you've got to be there. Mm-hmm. How long did you last? back at work as a teacher the end of the school year how long was that two months okay i wondered i'm like how i don't know no hated it for so many reasons i think part of it was like i was ruined because i just wanted to be with my kids yeah you know like leading up to covid for at least a year i'm sure more than that i always more and more each day have these feelings of like this is kind of a weird setup like i'm going to work teaching other people's kids and my kids are going for somebody else to teach them. It's just like, doesn't make sense, but still somehow 
the thought never popped in my head of like, oh, well, that's why people homeschool. Like it just never was on my radar. Same. And what's really funny is I remember being in that. So I was, you know, pastoring at a local church, right? And I remember, you know, we were, we had to go back in the office and the schools were opening back up. Okay, cool. Yay. Because honestly, I had a really hard time working from home with the kids here. Like I really did. And I had a, my wife was at the hospital, so she had to be at work, right? And so mm-hmm. I've never done this before. And I had at the time a like five and one year old. And it was tough and I didn't love it. But then I remember going back to the office and I had this really weird experience. I really missed being with my kids all the time. Like what? I was, I dropped them off for school the first time back and I was like, huh. I'm Aww. sad. And I it never occurred to me that it makes more sense for families to be around their kids more. Like obviously we're on the same page, I know that, but like did it kind of blow your mind when you oh, realized yeah. how much you missed them? Oh yeah. I mean, so many things like flooded in my mind. Like, oh, like it's not that it's normal for you to cry when you bring your kid to school for the first time, because it's a rite of passage thing. It's like normal because you're separating from them when you actually are like supposed to be with them. I want to ask you, cause okay. You mentioned, you said the Lord set all this up for you, mm. the whole situation, put it on Seth's heart, all this. I want to ask you about that transition, deciding to homeschool, leaving the workforce, coming to work as a home educator, right? Take yeah. care of your family. I want to ask you about that transition and God's part in there and what was happening in your like faith life in the middle of all that. But we got to take a quick break and we're going to come right back. I finally found the absolute perfect math for our homeschool. Apologia. 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 I'm so excited to finally find the right math for us. It's very hands-on. There's games and activities. It's all about hands-on learning, engaging, short to the point lessons. It has games pretty much, it seems like every lesson to introduce, it has usually like little games or something like hands-on. It has a four day week schedule, four days a week. I love four days a week for math. I like the mastery approach with a little bit of spiral in there. It's got a little bit of spiral review, which is really nice too. I finally found like the perfect math curriculum. Visit apologia.com forward slash math find the math curriculum both you and your kids will love. Okay, Christina, before we took that break, you were sharing your story of how you transitioned from full-time teaching, 10th grade English, then COVID happened, and you've got the kids at home, and you turn turns out you love it, and then you stop teaching. That That's abrupt, but I, I guess it wasn't that abrupt. Tell tell me the story. What, what, are, what happened in that transition? Okay, so... It involves Seth and his <laughs> and his sureness about everything all the time again. So we had one car at the time, car okay. van, and he picked me up the last day of school. He knew I was like not loving being back, obviously. Also knew that like we're always excited for summer break, right? Like who's not excited for summer break? I was never the mom who was like, can't wait for my kids to go back to school. I was always like really sad that we were both going back. I get in the car and my husband is like super positive if you know him. So I have a hard time sometimes like being negative because I feel guilty because he's so positive. So I like get in the car and I'm like trying to be positive. And he's like, so are you so excited for summer break? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh, you're not excited? Like he was so confused. And I was like, 
I don't even want to say this to you because I don't like how ungrateful and bratty it sounds. I was like, but I'm already dreading going back. This and is so this is the summer starting after you've gone back and finished out the spring semester at school, right? Yeah. Okay. This is after being back for two months or two and a half months or whatever it was. And up to this point, you didn't have any intention of leaving teaching yet. No. Okay. Definitely not. So you're in the car and you tell him this and what's his we're response? Full property at this point. Like we're you what now? He picked me up from work because he had one car. Oh, okay, yeah. Driving out of school property and we're having this conversation. I'm like, I never want to come back here. And I felt so horrible because I don't like ungratefulness. And like when you're blessed and you're like complaining, it's like yuck, right? Like I have a good situation, like I have a great job. Like, you know, all these good things are happening. Yeah. But I was like, really? And so he jumps in with the, well, then don't go back. And I was so annoyed. I was like, what do you mean? So bratty. I'm like revealing my brattiness. This is our whole life. This is our paradigm. How could I change that? Right. And he was like, and I was like, what do you mean? Like, how would I, I have to go back? Like, why would you even say that? I was so frustrated that it was just so flippant, you know? And he was like, well, he's like, it's one of two things. He's like, either the Lord is preparing your heart to shift. He's like, or we're going to have to pray that he shifts your heart. And I was like, like rolling my eyes, but also knowing that he's always right about stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So just like, whatever. And I was like, well, there is nothing else. Like, what else am I going to do? And he's like, well, you could teach somewhere else. Like maybe. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like it was a whole thing. I know. I'm picturing over- this. It sounds amazing. Yes. And he's like, well, you know, you just never know. He's like, maybe you're done teaching. And I'm like, how am I going to do that? Right? Like all of these things. And within 24 hours, Brandon, I get a text message from this girl that I used to go to church with years ago, out of nowhere, had not heard from her. And I don't know how long. And she says, hey, I know this is like really random. She's like, but I just felt like I was supposed to text you and ask like, if you would be interested teaching at, and then she said the name of our local, like private Christian school, very small, very close to my house. She's like, you know, I know it'd be a huge pay cut and all the things she's like, but I just had to ask you. And um, also she said, we're also looking for an athletic director and a PE teacher. She's like, I don't know if there's any way that Seth would be interested because my husband's an athlete and he like, it's a big, huge part of his story. And my initial thought was like, wow, that's like really sad that we couldn't do that because that would be real. And so when I said it to Seth, he's like, well, why couldn't we do that? I'm like, because we can't live on that money for you and I to both be teaching at a private Christian school, right? And so long story short, we ended up taking the jobs, which was insane because it was a 50% for me. And like, you know, know all of the benefits that you get when you teach in public school, right? Like all the things I worked so hard for, like that financial security, like being able to know that I could take care of my kids and all of those things. We saw a message at church. It was actually like a visiting speaker. And he was talking about your list. Like, what are your list of things that you have for God that you're like, these are the things that are important to me. And if it goes against this list, I'm not doing it. You know, like he did a much better job, right? I'm not, I'm not a preacher. But like, what are the idols you're holding up that are more important than what God's directing you to do in your life? Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're on vacation. We go to like the same beach every year. It's like our thing. 
and I got an opportunity to walk. It sounds like mm -hmm. it sounds like a cheesy Christian movie, but it like really was a pivotal moment in our lives. We're walking down the beach, which we very rarely get time alone together. Mm -hmm. Talking about this whole decision, we had not given our official decision yet, like our official yes, sign the contracts, all the things. And he said, "So what's on your?" And he started talking about the message, and I was like, "Nothing. Like I don't have a list. Like I actually felt pretty good about myself because I didn't have a list. Like I'm not one of those people. I don't have a list." And he was like, "Really?" And so out throughout the course of the conversation, I was like, "I guess it's security." Like that's the, mm. is security. And like this job is my security. And so he's like, well, that's the thing that you have to give to the Lord. And I was like, but I worked for, like I went to school for 10 years, Brandon, to become a teacher. I was like part-time in between pregnancies. Like I wanted to be a teacher always, but then it had a huge amount to do with the fact that I'd have the same schedule as my kids. So in my mind, that's how I got the most time with my kids. Mm. And then the irony in that is like, it's not real, like, you know? So long story short, I cried a lot and gave it to the Lord and we gave our official decision. And part of that whole decision, this is why I'm like, this is a long story, is that the kids were going to either still be homeschooled, which we were gonna still figure out because he'd be part-time, I would be full-time, or they were going to come to the school. And it was like, we put this fleece before the Lord of like, if they go for free, then we know that they're supposed to come. And if not, then we will figure out how we homeschool them. My grandmother was willing, like when well, my husband was working part-time to just be here with them, like we had it all figured out. And it seemed like they were like, I'm really sorry. Like we can give you 50% tuition. And we were like, yeah, no, like that's not, like we just didn't, we're like, nope, this is what we said to the Lord. Like we believe that he's gonna answer. And at the last minute, someone, an anonymous donor gave a scholarship for all of them to go. I was almost disappointed, which here's my brattiness again, Brandon. Okay. So I know I've heard a couple of those. I'm learning so much more about you, Christina, as we're talking. This is great. Like, I'm just trying to imagine you and Seth in the cars or on the beach having these conversations. But okay. So this was your kind of like litmus test, right? God, which way are you guiding us? Should mm -hmm. we have the kids home? Should we have the kids in this private school? We're going to go teach that, even though we're taking a 50% pay cut. And last minute, somebody provided a scholarship for the kids. Yes. And it was like, okay, well, that's our answer. Okay. But so, that's not what you're doing now. So what? how did we get here? What? So it seemed, again, I was like, as much as I want to be home with my kids full time, like God is a different plan. I think it must be a more beautiful plan than I could ever foresee sure. because, Right. And so, like, let's jump into this. We did basically, like, extreme makeover on the classroom they gave me. Like, literally, it should have been an extreme makeover show. Um, classroom edition, right? Like, it was, everything seemed like what could go wrong, right? And very early on, I remember feeling kind of, like, disappointed and said to my husband, I really don't feel like I belong here. It's really weird. Like, I didn't expect this feeling, like, I feel like I can't settle myself. And then I started thinking like, what is wrong with me? Like, is it me? Cause I like, didn't want to be in my other job. Now God made a way for this to happen. We're all together, right? It's very small school. I'm teaching my kids. So I have them for ELA because I was teaching ELA. My husband has them for gym. He's coaching their sports, like, right? Like for a lot of people that would be a dream. So I'm like, what is my problem? 
And so little by little, we started to see I'm a settler. So for like me, I was going to be at that school, that public school that I taught at for 30 years until I retired. And like, that is it. Like, that's the plan. Right. And so when we transition transitioned into the Christian school, it was like, oh, so no, like, no, this is where I'm going to be for the rest of my teaching career. And like, that's the plan. And so little by little, we started to see like, no, I don't think we're going to be here for very long, which is so weird because for me, like, I felt like I sold myself to the school. as like all in because I was, you know, but your heart wasn't settled about it. No. And so again, Seth always is first. He is like, yeah, I'm looking for something else. And I'm how like, long was this in three days, three months? What? Like three months, Randon. like three okay, so months. We haven't even gotten to Christmas yet. I know. Okay. I know. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what? Like, we can't leave. Like, we signed a contract. Are you crazy? What is wrong with you? Maybe it's you. There's something wrong. Right? <laughs> and so long story short, I pulled my kids out one by one. Oh. Yes. So my oldest was first. And I pulled him out. That's a whole podcast. right? Um, some of the same issues that I did not like about public school, I saw even happening in... A small private Christian school, even one that we're at. We and pulled our daughter out of the small private Christian school a month and a half before our son was done for some things going on. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, this isn't going to go over well. And they're really not going to like us now, but I'm not sending him another day or I might lose it. And that's not going to go well either. Right. So we pull him out. Then, I don't know, a month, month and a half later, stuff with my daughter I wasn't happy about. It was the admin at the school at this point like, hey, we've got a graph here that represents the amount of people in your family that are part of this school, and they it's going down. Did they say, hey, what's what's up with this? They had to. Kind of. Like, I think they knew because I would, like, talk to them about certain things, and then I think I started to realize, like, some of these things, this is not something wrong with the school, where no school is perfect, so there were definitely things they could improve upon. There were definitely things they could have done better. Mm-hmm a much bigger issue like it's it's the institution as a whole and it's yeah. not just the institution you know like and I, and they're not all created equal even not every public school and i'm sure there are schools that do it better than others right sure. but i just started realizing very quickly oh i just i don't like school like even if jesus is in the school like i just don't like school you feel like, like the system is broken <laughs> I was crying and worshiping in chapel. There was beautiful things about it. I loved my students, right? Like there were beautiful, beautiful things about it, but it was like still like, oh, this isn't for us. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Christina, I want to ask you how you got all the way to the homeschool situation. Yes. Because I feel like we're almost there. But if you guys want to hear how she finally ended up fully homeschooling, you're going to have to come back for part two, which will be next week. Make sure you're subscribed. Click all the buttons so you don't miss it when it comes out. And we'll see you then.